Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the College Football Uncensored Podcast brought to you by Texas Pete. Downset sauce like you mean it. Visit texaspeat.com. Enter promo code Saturday Down South to take 20% off your order for any sauce or apparel. I'm your host, Tyler Huck, and with me, as always, is my co-host and colleague, Chris Marler, and our third host for today. Take it away, Kip. I back and came back with just what the customer wanted. Well, the third fellow that walked in there didn't seem to know too much about guns or anything for that matter because he was a graduate of, the, of Mississippi State. Well, he walked up to the counter, set his rifle on it, and told Old Rock, Sir, I'd like your help finding me a classic stock. Old Rock just smiled and said, Be right back. Well, a second later, Old Rock walked in with the entire Mississippi State football team. Well, that was nasty, foul-smelling, underperforming, beasts gathered around the counter. And that fellow looked at Old Rock with a real confused face and said, Old Rock, what does any of this have to do with the classic stock? Old Rock just chuckled and said, Oh, you, ha- you said a classic stock? I thought you said laughing stock. That's exactly what we're going to do to him, Max. Going to beat the ever-living, ever-loving. Compound, complex, fighting Texas Aggie, tomorrow we bounce back. That's the best part. Fighting Texas Aggie, happy birthday, Kip. (laughs) Fighting Texas Aggie, Parsons Mountain Cavalry. Turn it off, turn it off, hold on. I want to say, (laughs) if that don't get your blood going, brother, you're talking about, you're talking about Texas A&M and that group of boys, boys, (laughs) boys, all types of boys. I... If I ever, if I'm, I'm 35 years old. If I'm ever fucking friends with another adult man named Kip, I want you to take that classic stock. And, you and, mean laughing stock? And beat the ever living, ever loving. <laughs> Why don't you tell the folks what they just listened to? I, I, I don't know what they just listened to. I mean, I know it's uh, Texas A&M. Is it yell practice they were at there? So they practice. They practice yelling. Which is, mm-hmm. I mean, which is good. Like you want it. Like, I mean, if you looked at the, I don't. It just the. This is a, this is a video that kind of went viral this week from Kyle Umlang. Um, always reminds me of that opening song of uh, Bodies from um, Loud Luxury. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, Kyle Umlang. He said he he's a big Texas guy, and he he wrote this. He posted this on on Twitter, and it just says how they managed to still get recruits is beyond me. And brother, he's not wrong. And so you had all these videos that came out of Yale practice. And I think what was, what was here was what we would call some freestyle stand-up comedy and, mm-hmm. um, and roasting of the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Um, <laughs> and, and if you haven't seen the video, we'll post the video because, my God, it is. He does this thing with his leg and his arm. Um, and it's so uncomfortable. And, and I love the uh, fact that every single one of these dudes has a name that's like off a fucking like kids TV show. This is Noah. This is Kip. And we're here for Kids Bop 67. Woo! Shut up and dance with the Lord. <laughs> Prune candy. <laughs> anyway, oh, you got to love, love traditions. So we're back. It's been, uh, gosh, so much has happened since the last time we recorded. I'm depressed again. No, you know, Chris is not sad. We still have the segment, and that was the winner of the segment. Who's sadder than Chris? Yeah. 
Um, it's the Texas A&M fan base. Mo- most prevalently, Kip. Yeah. Well, it's uh, Kip's birthday. He had, a, he had a tough birthday because he lost Mississippi State. Kip can't be feeling good these yeah. days. Yeah. Oh, go, Chris. We're still in a good mood. We're still an Auburn podcast. Um, we're still, we're just doing great. Things are great over here. I'm very sweaty. You know who's not having a great week? A lot of people, mainly head coaches. Yeah. So, uh, what, what, you know, we don't like to talk NFL much on this show. Where do you want to start? Why don't we start with the head coach that didn't threaten to murder somebody? He just stuck his finger in someone's butthole. That's, that's how we're starting the show, hey. guys. So Urban Meyer found himself in a little bit of a little bit of hot water this weekend. A little bit of a pickle. Um, I saw someone, and I'm sorry if you're a, a listener and you you were the one that tweeted this. I I don't remember who tweeted it, but I can't take credit for it. But someone said Urban Meyer went under center. That's good. That's I mean, real good. So I didn't realize that's what happened. And then, like, you know, I'm now coming out of my Baton Rouge fog, we'll call it. Um, and I was like, what what happened? Like, because I couldn't see any pictures that were clear. And somebody was like, very matter of factly, it was like, man, Urban put his finger in that girl's butthole. I mean, that's all. I mean, like, come on now. Come on now. Wandale. <laughs> um, it was. You know, as you do on a Thursday yeah. night, or was it, it was a Friday night in his own bar. Yeah, you know, he coached the game, uh, the Jags on Thursday night up in Cincinnati. Made his way right over to the uh, Columbus bar scene Friday night. And that was in just, Columbus. Oh, that was in Columbus. His bar's in Columbus. He said that uh, he was there visiting the grandkids, which... There's no grandkids at that party. If there were, those kids are going to need therapy way more than I ever did. I'll just tell you this right now. So I didn't know he went to Columbus. I thought it was in like, I don't know, Akron or Toledo or some shit. But like, if you are... like, I think I said this in the last podcast, but I can't remember because again, the fog of Baton Rouge. But like, we are in a pandemic where you are literally allowed and, and permitted to and have the built-in excuse to wear a mask over your face in public. Mm-hmm. And this man not only refused the mask, which is fine to each their own. I'm not going to get into mask policies, but he refused the mask and then went you out. Mask in shaming Ohio- me, bro? You mask <laughs> shaming me? <laughs> he went out in an, in an Ohio State pullover that Ryan Day wore to his press conference on Tuesday. <laughs> Side note, just savage as shit. He wore an Ohio State pullover, and then he—I <laughs> just—I didn't realize it was in Columbus. Like no one's going to recognize you. And you, like, listen, I've—I for one have never cheated, but you've seen movies. They do, and usually they turn—they turn the picture down, right? If if your if your wife is there's too many pictures to turn down. Did you see the picture of his house? No. Oh yeah, that's true. There's that's like, like 87 whole, that's, pictures on his table. Yeah. That, that's like one of those things you, you do when you're like, a, what's it called? When you're little? Oh, yeah. the domino effect. Yeah. I'm not explaining it well, but. Or it's like playing Guess Who. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good reference. <laughs> but no, so, but like, you know, usually you put the picture down, right? It's like, you know, you don't want to see that. Okay. Brandy or Braylon or whatever your name is. And instead, there's a giant mural of him and his wife on the wall. And, and here's all I'll say. I don't know what goes on in their personal life. It's not my business. You know, I think the internet can be a very cruel place. But as somebody that sat back and watched one of my very close personal friends get absolutely destroyed by Ohio State Twitter last January, 
I don't give a single fuck about how, how sad this situation is because I watched that entire fan base go off on an innocent 29 to 30 year old girl over nothing, over nothing and pretend they were mad about something. And now the shoes on the other foot and it couldn't be funnier. It absolutely couldn't be funnier. And I hope it means Kristen gets her Twitter back. Uh, I, I don't know what you referenced, but we could talk about it all fair. Yeah. It's fine. Um, now all the pictures at home make a lot of sense. They do. You, know, you kind of got to yeah. remind Urban where home is sometimes. Well, the, okay. The bottom line though, we don't want to get too much into this, but yeah. do you think he's going to end up being a coach in college again? See, like I saw the theory floated out there that he intentionally did this to get right. fired so he could get like paid for, you know, cause obviously if you quit, you're not going to get paid. He needs the money. Yeah. And then, um, and then he could go take the USC job. But to me, that seems like the total wrong move. Like, right. You, you put yourself in that bad of a PR situation. But like, did, did we think of him? Like not trying to interrupt you, but like, did we, did we, did he have a moral conscience earlier? No, definitely not. He did. But, right. But most of the stuff that he did, well, I guess it all is. I mean, you know, I he's got a track record right? at this point. I think he's got his entire time at Florida. There was yeah. like 31 players arrested under his watch. That was in one season. Murders. Um, you've got, once he got to the Jags, he hired the strength coach from Iowa, which I forgot had, about that. Well, he was the former strength coach of Iowa who had been let go for the way he, he was racist. treating players. Yes. And uh, immediately Urban just rushed to pick him up. Great hire. Um, he, that guy had like that guy was like I'm not racist but then he had like the same policy for his weight room that every racist like club I've ever been to in college had and it's like no baggy pants no tennis shoes like okay no workout clothes no we Wait, know what you're doing we're yeah. gym. <laughs> everyone better be in a button down and they better be named James okay uh, he yeah so that's amongst many things about Urban Meyer that just Such a good point. make him a true POS. So, um, no, I don't, I don't know if he's hireable though, honestly, at this point. See, I think at a place like us, well, here's the thing though, the thing in college and in sports in general, don't yawn while I'm saying this, Tyler, it's very important. Sorry. Um, is if, if he can coach the ever living, ever loving, no, it's if you win all that shit's negated. It's true. So you're not wrong, I, but I I'm with you. I don't think that he's going to be, and I, I think that like, I mean, Saban was there for two years. He came back to Bama from LSU. That was a bad look at it, it traveled with him forever. Right. Um, even when he was winning national titles, I feel like the, there was still like a, a very large uh, narrative out there. There's like, we couldn't do it in the NFL. I was like, okay, who cares, man? Like, <laughs> but I don't, I think you're not even talking about one full year. You're talking about three games. I don't know yeah. if he if he does that. Um, should we talk about another coaches in some hot water for murder? Yes, threatening murder. Well, this is such a good. Well, week. I mean, is this the uncensored? You should hit, the, hit him with the uncensored moment right now. Oh my bad, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's hit him with the uncensored. I got it right here. Coach O tried to kill somebody. So if you guys don't know what we're talking about, um. Coach O, he's got the the Ed Orgeron show. You know, it's a lovely coach's show. And typically with these coaches shows, you're getting lobbed like softball questions from callers. They got a screening process. Coach, you going to try to establish the run game early this week against Kentucky? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. We, we got to get you know, the run game going. But this particular collar, I was trying to figure out when someone sent me this link, I was like, it started off harmless. It did. Uh, I wasn't really sure where he was going with it. I could tell something was building up. It wouldn't have been a clip otherwise, but I just right. didn't know where it was headed. Right. It was headed down a dark path. So let's let's listen to the coach Ed Orgeron show. Ever living. Jay Boy right here in Baton Rouge. Jay Boy, you're on with Coach O. Hey, Coach, how's it going? All right, Jay Boy. Before I get in my call about special teams, that's being embarrassing big brother real quick. My little sister is in attendance there tonight celebrating her 20th birthday. All right. Happy birthday. You wish her a happy birthday? Yeah, where you at? Happy yeah. 20th birthday. What's her name? Bebe. Bebe? Little Bebe. Bebe. That's what we call her. Little Bebe. All right. That sounds yeah. like a familiar name I know. What's up? <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday, Bebe. Where you at? All yeah, right. now she is, uh, she is a little blonde-headed girl, so oh, try not to have sex with her and put her on. <laughs> come on, man. Oh, come on, man. Really? Wow. All right. Let's talk about Kentucky, Coach. Let's talk about Kentucky. I turn it off there. It's so uncomfortable. You know, down the bayou, we got a nice little fishing pole for people like that. (laughs) Oh, the laugh. Let's let's get back to football. (laughs) Oh, they did. They clapped for him. That was nice. So that was supportive. So I didn't know that that was what that meant. Nice little fishing pole. You didn't know what that meant? You thought he no, went taking fishing? I I knew it was something weird, but you have murder. such a good heart, know. Tyler. Just such a good heart. You just, yeah. I mean. That's what happens when you grow up in the suburbs, man. I live in your old suburbs now. Um, and I think even most of the kids here know what that means. We got a fishing <laughs> hole. Um, yeah, so so apparently. I thought he, I thought he said a fishing pole. <laughs> no, we didn't. Oh, we we go down to Cabello. We go get you a night. You know, you know, baby birthday. So we I want to apologize to everyone that is going to be offended by my Coach O impression. I know we had several people last year that this, you know, did not like me making fun of their culture. But um, but now your culture is a three and two program uh, where they will most likely have to fire their head coach. And now Tyler, here's the deal: Salsas, Salsas, telling me, okay. And it's not Mickey telling me. I want to be very clear about this. I'm not trying to get Mickey in trouble. It's not him. Um, from what I'm hearing, that buyout money, that, the AD went around trying to see if that buyout money was 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 good to go after that UCLA game. Um, and at some point, I'll reveal this, this sauce because I feel bad about. But like, I'm not trying to take this from. But um, he gave me instructions on how to say it, and I forgot what it is. So I'm sorry to that person, but. But I mean, that thing's re- they're ready to go. They are ready. Like that, that money is ready to go. LSU is in, in I mean, like they're just in danger. I, I, like, I guess, you know, Josh Pate from, I think it's either rivals or Yahoo or something like that. Uh, maybe both. I don't really keep up with that as much anymore, but um, Josh Pate has like the late kick show mm-hmm. with Josh Pate. Yeah. He brought up the best point, And I thought it was a really good point. Cause I've, I've been one that's like defending. O through all this stuff, man. Cause they won a national championship game 15 games ago. It seems like it's like, man, like, how are you not grateful for that? Like, how, like, how out of touch do you have to be? That's like, you know, it's not like they were knocking down the doors of a national championship in the previous decade, besides 2011. Um, and now you give a national championship coach and he's gone. And, and I understand all the stuff he had to replace and all like the lightning in a bottle that took place that year. And I do think that LSU fans, like all fans in the SEC, are a little bit delusional in some sense because it's, it's constantly an arms race and you're trying to win. Um, but he made the best point. Josh Pate said, he's like, listen, we're all driving by the house, right? 
we're driving by the house. We're not in the house. Like we're seeing that right. family at church on Sundays. We're not there on Tuesday night when dad gets home from work. Okay. Like LSU people that are inside the building that are close situation and they're seeing all this shit unfold firsthand and it is not good. It is not good at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, everyone talks about how, you know, you just kidding. You couldn't see firing a coach two years removed from having one of the best seasons of all time. Right. I think it's coming. Yeah. It I think it's coming. And, 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 you know, it'll it make for some, <laughs> yeah, some, no, no, uh, it'll make for some interesting off scene, off season fodder because you're going to have some pretty good candidates out there. This, this, uh, off season, whether it's, I thought, I thought that I was, my reaction might've been bad to that one caller, but I'm just so thankful that I didn't threaten to kill him and put him in a fishing hole. You know, cause that would be too much. That's crazy. That's too much. Oh, we got a night play down over the, we got a fishing pole. What a good heart Tyler has, huh? That was nice. Like, why are you going to fire this guy? He won a national championship. He's offering out free fishing poles to these people for no reason. That's unreal. I would, I knew it meant something weird, but I never heard the term. I'm going to get you a fishing pole. Um, so there you go. That stuff. Here we go. All right. Let's get into the games because there's a lot of good ones this week. Some good ones, huh? Um, Are we missing any, anything else off the top? Are we missing any? other segments well before we get into it i just gotta say chris speaking of legendary phone calls let's talk about legendary flavors let's talk about some legendary flavors brother texas pete hot sauce has all the sauces and seasonings Mm -hmm. you need to make the food the real mvp now let's talk about this chris because i know you've got some favorites yeah, you get the Texas Pete original hot sauce, which Ooh. it's good. Buffalo wing sauce, green pepper oh, sauce, gold pepper, green pepper. Mm. Who gives a Pete? Game day grub or any day grub deserves some Texas Pete. Mm-hmm. Again, I would like to remind you, Chris, if you go to texaspete.com for recipes, yeah, go get some hot apparel, and I do mean hot, Chris. I mean, listen, you got all these people out here suckling at the peat for some of that flavor. That's the, that's the pun for this week. Um, I'm fired up, man. I, you know, honestly, we're going to have a great, like, I just feel like a brand new man. I, like, I've, I thought about doing this the other day, about making a Brooks and Dunn scale of where I'm at after the breakup. And, uh, you know, we, we were at Neon Moon. We were at Neon Moon a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. right? When the sun goes down, we're not oh, there anymore. Tot, tot we're a brand tot. new man. We're a brand new man level right now. Um, Ooh, love it. And speaking of, we're going to have some brand new hot takes before this week. And we're going to have some for after. Give me one hot take for this week. Go. Bama loses. I'm just kidding. You're out of your... What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh, man. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> I don't know when this offseason. Oh, God. Jimbo Fisher, LSU head coach. Oh, geez. I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's a hot take because you don't walk away from guaranteed money over at Texas A&M, but have you visited the Texas A&M message boards as of late? No, but I have seen Kip and Noah. Um, Think about how whole... Kip and Noah feel right now about Jimbo. Man, they're going to be sad. They're talking about ever-loving, ever-living. <laughs> um Okay, uh, I, like, I like that take. No, because uh, I like I like Obviously, we we've been hearing there's some buyout money that's already been yeah. raised. I don't I don't anticipate uh, 
the rest of the season going very well. You got Stingley out probably for the year. He's not even um, in the same state. Yeah. Um, and if you Scott Woodward's the the AD at LSU, he's the guy that pulled Jimbo over to A and M from Florida State. Good friends, good buddies. Jimbo's feeling the heat over there in in mm-hmm. Texas. Why not go to a state where, as long as you're competent, you get every best player in the state. Louisiana. Maybe if you go to Bama, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's you've coached there before, and it's home for you. And so that is my hot take, Jimbo Fisher. LSU head coach, 2022. I still like my Mario Cristobal His first page. game at LSU against Florida State. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. You know what I think, Tyler? And this is something you need to work out in your own therapy, okay? I think <laughs> you want this to happen so you can continue to be unhappy about Jimbo Fisher and leaving. Uh, I think yeah, that's, that's exactly what I'm looking for is just Jimbo to beat our ass in a game. That'd be fun. <laughs> in another game. Yeah. Mercury's in Gatorade right now. So I'm going to tell you that right now. That's, that's part of the problem with you. Um, I'm the only one thriving apparently right now in this podcast. I don't want to jinx it. Knock on wood there. Um, I'll tell you, here's my hot take. Okay. Auburn doesn't score on Georgia this weekend. And I don't know if that's a hot take. I don't. Uh, yeah, that's not how to take it all. No one scored on them in the past two games. Yeah, but they're at Auburn. True. When the sun goes down, um, <laughs> I don't think I don't think Bo Nix has a very good game against <laughs> against this Georgia defense. And, and and I tell you what, it's going to take several miracles for them to be in this game still. Um, so I, I think they don't score. I think Georgia blows them out. I think you hammer that. I, I think we're about to see is like this like. Like a 95 Nebraska type stretch from from Georgia, where it's like, yeah, they beat so and so 31 to nothing. Or like, actually, I'm probably not saying very good realistic scores here, but like, I think you're going to see like a bunch of like 31, 34 to threes, and it's gonna it's gonna feel like just like boring as shit. But it's just Georgia methodically dominating. Um, this part was I'm, on camera, so I appreciate you looking at your phone the whole time. No, I'm looking the up the team. The I'm looking up the team total because I want to see what Vegas has the team total on for Auburn. It's seven. Uh, is it seven? Yeah. <laughs> for the game? Oh, the oh the team total. I see what you're saying. I don't know. That's a good question. I feel like they don't yeah. come out with that um, until they uh Oh God, Saban said this is a trap game for for Bama. I'm not getting it's, into this right now. It's 14 and a half. Which oh, I think I might the take under. the under. Hammer the under. Um, when I'm looking at my phone, I'm usually usually looking up lines. So when I'm doing it, I'm usually texting somebody. So um anyway, yeah. it's fine. All right. First let's half of the games. Okay. Let's yep. let's breeze through. Let's breeze through Iowa Penn State. Cause like, you know. I don't think we yeah, have a lot of Iowa and Penn State listeners. Sorry, Sean. You're the best. We love you to death. Two five and zero teams. Um, real quick, highly real ranked quick. teams. Three versus four. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to two of our listeners. Um, when I say shout out, I mean like I probably should give them a shout out because Mike Toscano, our boy Sean, our boy Sean has been like with us in the beginning from winning and boozing. He's the best. His girlfriend just had a love birthday that. last week. Um, I, I just gotta say, like you know, as, as much as I want Penn State to win this weekend. Uh, as much as I want UConn to be defunded, I just want to wish you both a very happy offseason from baseball because the New York Yankees are no longer in the postseason. And I think on this podcast, Oof. we're not a baseball podcast, but we are an anti-Yankees podcast. And w- what is... That's true. Our hot takes, we should have opened with this too. Our hot takes, we haven't, we haven't been that spot on with our hot takes. Maybe the worst hot take of all time was that 
that geriatric guy uh, calling the Giancarlo Stanton home run. It is high. It is deep. Stantonian. He's at first base. What did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? That was hilarious. Stantonian. He was a Stantonian home run. Stantonian home run. <laughs> Love it. Uh, all right. So Penn State at Iowa, both teams undefeated. Mm-hmm. Number three versus number four, four o'clock, Fox, Iowa, minus one and a half. Over under 41. That'll get you. That'll get you excited about a Big Ten game there. Over it's under always, 41. Like there's never been a. A big Big Ten game that's like over 44, I feel like. Both teams are averaging 30 points a game. So the defense. So, so the defenses will, are expected to step up here. Um, it's weird because you think about Iowa as usually as being like a very boring defensive run the ball type team. Mm-hmm. Um, their quarterback, Spencer Petra, has been pretty good this year. Yeah. Um, on the other side, Sean Clifford's had a really good year. Uh 1,300 yards passing, 11 TDs, three picks already this year. Dotson, their receiver, six touchdowns. He's no Keishon Boutte. Keishon Boutte. Um, Iowa, the big reason they're here is their defense. They've forced 16 turnovers in five games. They've already had 12 interceptions. So they did a side. They've already had 12 interceptions. <laughs> yes. Um, they did a side-by-side of this the other day on um, – on Cultural Live, and they were talking about the fact that they're like, we did a side by side of Georgia, their defense, and Iowa's defense. And brother, it was tough to tell you which one was which. And I'm here to tell you that that's a lie because it was not <laughs> at all. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> um, obviously, this game will determine a lot in the Big Ten going forward. Um, I'm just going to come out and say it. Penn State eight and one against the spread in their last nine games, um, five and two against the spread in their last seven against Iowa, six and one straight up in their last seven against Iowa. I think Penn State goes on the road, mm-hmm. takes down Iowa. I do too. Long team favorite here. Let's go something like I can't pick the under, so let's go oh. like twenty four to twenty. Yeah, I like that. It's right above the under. So, and I just want to tell you this real quick. And I just, I don't want to keep hyping up Georgia fans, but I love the fact that this is a three, four matchup. Like, and you know, if you've ever listened to me talk about anything, and you know two things one, it goes on for way too long. Two, I fucking love Georgia Auburn. It's my favorite rivalry game of the year. But here's the thing I don't know if it is anymore because it's not played when it's cold out. Okay. It's like, Second week of October is a lot different than the third week in November. I used to love watching that game third week in November when the leaves are changing. It's beautiful outside. And also, I don't live near Piedmont Park anymore, so there's that. But I just want to hype up Georgia fans one more time because game day should have been here at Penn State, Iowa, not in, you know, fucking Carnival Food City down there in Dallas or wherever they're playing. Um, I, I might watch this more than I'll watch George Auburn. Like I'm gonna have you. I mean, you've seen the setup. I'm gonna have up like all the TVs. Yeah, but I might like the the sound might be on this one, especially with Gus, um, Gus Johnson. But I told you the side by side of each team, right? Yeah. Here's what we have: Iowa. They're giving up 11.6 points per game. Georgia, 4.6. Ooh, it's different. Um, Here you go. Uh, Georgia has given up a total. Of 51 first downs. That is 10.2 per game. 10 total. Um, 
Here you go. Let's see here. Rushing yards per game. They are. Uh, I was giving up 87. Okay. Georgia, 71.6. Not bad. I'm also doing all this in my head right now. Um, so you know it's accurate. So you're just making numbers up? <laughs> Probably. Georgia <laughs> giving up three passing yards per game. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, that's the rank. They don't want the rank. Okay, my bad. Total <laughs> yards allowed per game. Iowa, 271.4. Georgia, 180. Jesus. 180.6. God, I, I wish I wasn't so wrong. Connor did the same thing with Malik Willis because he was like two years older than Malik Willis hype. And I feel like that's where I'm at right now with this Georgia train because it's like last year, this is exactly what I thought they would be. Um, Stetson, uh, we don't need to get in Georgia Auburn part right now, but um, there's something weird about Iowa and not just about like how they fry anything, um, but like there's something weird about these games there or I feel like something always happens. I just think this Penn State team is too good and too focused that they're going to come out. And they, and they have, like, more than ever, they can see the path to getting to the playoff. And it's not unrealistic this time, right? Um, yeah. So I'm going to take Penn State, too. I think Sean Clifford has, does enough. Uh, I think that this Iowa team is a lot like how Minnesota was last year, where it's like – or maybe two years ago, I think. I don't know. Dustin Shooty told me all this. But um, they – we're very, very fortunate on turnover. Or it was Indiana last year. Very good record, ranked very highly, but they were really fortunate on a lot of turnovers. Like a mm-hmm. lot of turnovers, god dang it. A lot of turnovers that were like, you know, that doesn't translate year to year. And I think having 12 right. turnovers in the first five games is really impressive. 12 interceptions. I don't think that happens on Saturday. So I like I'll say it. it. I like it. Yeah. I like the pick. Uh, let's go to the noon slate. Hmm. And by the way, before you shit on any of this, because you always do this on Saturday, 98 degrees is better than the Backstreet Boys. No, I'm kidding. Um, the, I know you're kidding. I mean, yeah. Who, I love, who could possibly I mean, say that? Backstreet Boys in sync, obviously, one and two. But um, this slate is fantastic. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Stop yawning. It's game time. <laughs> I'm tired. Get it up. Uh, have, number 13, Arkansas. Coming off a fantastic showing last week against Georgia. That was tough. Yeah. Uh, at number 17, Ole Miss, also coming off a fantastic showing. 12 p.m. on ESPN, Mississippi, minus five and a half, over under 66 and a half. Arkansas has won five of the last seven meetings with Ole Miss, including yeah. a 33-21 win at home last year. Fix the reception game. Both these teams got a little bit embarrassed last week, Chris. This, um, this feels like a, a bronze medal or a like a third place World Cup game because it's like no one fucking cares after yeah, last like, week. Had this game been played the week before the game yeah. last week, this would be a lot bigger, it feels like. And it's still right. a big matchup. Um, Arkansas, who had looked good offensively uh, until last game, only put up 162 yards of offense against Georgia. You want to hear a fun um, fact about that? I do. If you take out... Ar- so Arkansas's offense, I think it's total yards per game, is now ranked 55th in the country. If you take out the Georgia game, you know where it'd be ranked. I don't. Sixteenth. Jeez. <laughs> like that is that is ridiculous. They came into the game against Georgia, averaging two hundred sixty-one yards on the ground, yeah. and they, they pulled off a measly twenty-nine carries for seventy-five yards against Georgia. Just insane. Georgia's good. Um, also, last week Lane Kiffin told us all to get the popcorn ready, and promptly found himself down twenty-eight zero at half. This man, though, let me hype him up a little bit. Just as Paige Kuhn says, just doesn't take an L. They are doing a popcorn promo for this game. 
the first 5,000 fans get a free thing of popcorn. This man has made a Kevlar and, and adultery, but like still. <laughs> I feel like there's not many coaches that would get away with that. Like people like their love fans would think that's funny. Yeah. Um, Lane got a little aggressive last week. He went for it mm. five times on fourth down, only got two of them. Uh, generated the lowest offensive output since he's been at Mississippi. Um, 291 yards, averaged 2.3 yards per carry after being the fourth, uh, ranking fourth in rushing in right. the nation before the game. Um, if Matt Corral uh, plays well in this game, and I think he will, I like Mississippi. Uh, he didn't mm-hmm. actually play that bad against Bama. He was 21 to 29. I mean, only 213 yards and a touchdown, but right. Um, if Arkansas wants to win this game, they, they got to get the ground game going again and yeah. they got to keep Corral off the field. Um, they haven't really faced Arkansas a good QB yet this season. Um, like they got Stetson Bennett last week and still got, got it put to them. Um, you know, they faced a backup at from Texas A&M. So this is a different animal Corral. Um, yeah. Arkansas is four and one against the spread in their last five and seven and one against the spread in the last eight against Ole Miss. Ole Miss 0 and five against the spread in their last five against SEC West opponents. So I yeah. do like Arkansas to cover that small spread. Just like you said, Chris, five five points is just such a it's the worst number in, in gambling. It is, right? I hate it. I hate um, it. Like, and it's not even worth it to bet the money line because the money line's like, like minus two thirty or some shit. It makes no sense. Right. Right. I hate it. So I like Ole Miss to win Arkansas to cover. I'm gonna go thirty one twenty eight Ole Miss. These headphones are just killing my ears. I just I mean, I don't know how these DJs do it. It's too much. Well, they always um, go one off like you just had. That was cool, right? That looked, that looked pretty, pretty, pretty sick. Um, all right. That was, that was my DJ noise. What's your pick? I'm giving you the pick. Damn it. Hold on. Okay, here's the thing. I like Ole Miss. They're at home. I like Ole Miss to come out here. This is like a revenge game where you look like shit the week before against Bam. I get that. Most teams have. And I think, honestly, I think we underestimated how much that game means to Saban versus Kiffin. Okay. And here's why I talked to Cav Harris about this. One of our buddies, one of our listeners here, uh, big shout out to Cav. Love this dude. Um, and he brought the point. He's like, dude, I, I thought you were crazy when you brought this up on the podcast. Cause I was hedging admittedly this time. Um, and he was like, Kiffin's or Saban's never going to lose to Kiffin. And partially is because of the way he left Bama midweek for that national championship. And I think Saban might have put a lot of effort into that game and shutting these people out because, you know, you hear the outside noise about how, you know, they're going to run all over you. You what happened the year before. I think this game for a guy like Matt Corral, a guy who's still a Heisman Trophy candidate, the guy who's still going to put like be a candidate to possibly be a top five, maybe number one overall pick, and definitely potential has to be the, the number one quarterback taken in the draft. This guy going up against a team that, that kind of like ruined a lot of his season last year, six interceptions. I mean, like Matt Corral was one of the best quarterbacks in the country last year, and we didn't know it because he threw 11 picks in two games. I think he comes out today or on Saturday, guns a-blazing, okay? Um, Ever-loving. Ever-loving, compound, complex. I don't know I'm dabbing. Um, I think they come out there. I think they are able to, uh, like, hold off Arkansas enough. Um, Because I'm still not convinced on this Arkansas offense. I'm just not. I mean, like, they – they can run the football. I don't think outside of Traylon Burks, they have a passing attack. I just don't. And like consistently for 60 minutes of football, as I always say, over the top and ad nauseum. I think Ole Miss comes out. I think they they put what happened last week in the past. I think you're going to see somebody like 
Lane Kiffin be able to bounce back from something like that. Now, again, I've called Arkansas LSU, like PG LSU or LSU light, whatever from 2019, still pulling for him. Love the fan base. I got Ole Miss. I got Ole Miss big by 10 points. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's go another noon slate Two future SEC teams. Pew, pew. Number six, Oklahoma versus number 21, Texas. This game's on ABC, Texas, plus three over under 63 and a half. Oklahoma has won the last three meetings in the series, including the 2018 Big 12 championship game. They've won four of the last five against Texas. First, The only red- one they've lost was Dicker the kicker in 2019. That's right. Yeah, the freshman. First, first Red River rivalry. Say that five times fast. Red River rivalry. Red River rivalry. Auburn sucks. I can't do it. I can't do it, dude. Yeah, it was close. Uh, but this is the first one of those games for Steve Sarkeesian. Storyline here, Chris. Casey Thompson, QB for Texas. His dad, star QB for the Sooners in the 1980s. Oh. He beat Texas twice. What? His brother, Kendall Thompson, also played QB for Oklahoma. Oh. Did he Thompson was heavily recruited by the Sooners as well, but chose Texas ultimately. Yeah. Um, he's been in the program for a while, but he, he's got his real first shot at the job uh, after they dropped Hudson Card um in the depth chart and with him at the helm they've averaged 558 yards of total offense and kind of been he's been a spark for texas i saw this stat which is crazy they scored fit on they scored touchdowns on 15 of the 17 drives that he was the quarterback of coming into the tcu game mm-hmm. against tcu he wasn't great they had a a dog fight with tcu it was a sloppy game B. John Robinson, he's probably the best running back in the nation. He is. Uh, 652 yards already, seven touchdowns, just stupid numbers. Uh, Oklahoma, still undefeated, but they have not looked good against anyone they have played. Right. Um, And they've really struggled to put opponents away. Every FBS team that they have faced, they have won by a touchdown or less. So they've been in some tight games. Spencer Rattler hasn't been the Heisman front runner we expected this year. Um, The OU defense... It's improved over the last few seasons, but it's not great. Uh, they gave up more points to Texas or uh, Kansas State last week than they had in their previous three games combined. So you're coming off of two games where Oklahoma was kind of a mess last week. So was Texas. A lot of mistakes. Um, where are you going with this game? I think this is the Steve Sarkeesian coming out party. Really? Okay. I do. I, I, Oklahoma is the most overrated number six ranked team, and I don't even know how long. Outside of y'all in 2014 and uh, and South Florida at number two in 2007, I can't think of a top 10 team that's more overrated than this team. Like, I mean, like, all they do, it, it's like me dancing or, like, with women. Like, all they do is just continuously underwhelm. It, it is – so fucking awful to watch. I can't stand it. I, I can't, I honestly can't stand watching this team. Um, Spencer, we, like we talked all off season, like we, we, and they do this shit every year and now I'm going to get mad. They do this shit every year. Like they, they lose games early. They get into the playoff. It's like, well, you know, if they, if they don't, if they make the playoff, it's, this is a different Oklahoma team than you've seen in the past. This is not your grandfather's Oklahoma team. Like this defense is different, blah, blah. blah. Or if they don't make it like last year and they're like, there's not a team in the country that didn't want to play Oklahoma. I'll raise my hand. I, I would have loved to play Oklahoma last year as Alabama. We would have put up a fucking 65 points on them and maybe in the first half. They're a garbage team. Um, I'm tired of watching the same stuff uh, from that fan base and from that uh, – not fan base, from that, that program. 
they have won games consistently. Cool. Texas looks different with this quarterback. This is not a home game per se, but I think you're going to see a situation where Steve Sarkeesian is really good at being able to not only scheme people open, but take advantage of like noticeable weaknesses. And there are a lot on this Oklahoma team. Okay. I know they haven't given up that many points. We're watching a a two lane team that lost to them by five points at Oklahoma to start the start the season. They're one and four. They're one and four. Right. And we watched them. We've watched them thinking like, well, you know, maybe, maybe like if it was the first game and they just started like blitzkrieging, which is a terrible phrase. I don't know why I use that. Um, Everyone else on the rest of their schedule. That's one thing, but the only team they've beat handily is, is Western Carolina. And I appreciate you doing that because they pulled a scholarship off for me my senior year. But still, guys, not a very good football team. I think I think Texas comes out here. I think they win. I, I don't know if they win big, but I think they're a better football team than Oklahoma. Just period flat. Okay. All right. I'm going to take Oklahoma on this on this one. 13 and two straight up and 12, two and one against the spread in their last 15 games when favored by seven points or less. Um, right. I like them to uh, also interesting stat. With Texas as an underdog, the under is 15 out of the last 21 games. You're living, underwhelming. So um, I'm going to take OU to cover okay. 30 to 24. I, like I, mean, you've um, been, I mean, guys, if you've got a bet on this, like side with Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> not, I'm not just saying that. Uh, let's go to LSU at number 16, Kentucky. Two teams that are trending in different directions at the moment. Uh, 7.30 p.m. on SEC Network. Kentucky, three-and-a-half-point favorite, over-under 51. These two teams haven't played each other since 2014. Kentucky obviously coming off the big win over then-number 10 Florida. First home victory over the Gators in 35 years. Defense is the name of the game for Kentucky. Uh, They're number 10 in total defense. Their offense was not good against Florida. Um, Will Levis has just fallen off a fucking cliff, dude. Yeah. Uh, their defense and special teams saved the day last week. They were one of nine on third down against Florida, and they Ugh. only had the ball for 24 minutes, which is pretty hard to do. <laughs> that is tough to do. Um, <laughs> uh, they only well, they gained... have an electric offense. That's what I mean. That's why they're that's just true. okay. Uh, yeah, man, Liam Cohen, whatever I think that's his name. Let's see. Uh, gained only 20, 224 yards. LSU can't run the ball to save their life. So, but they got a receiver working out running back this week. Like that's the issue. They had 33 rushing yards at home against Auburn. Tyler, we broke down the whole fucking play play sheet, and it was so bad. It was so bad. They had 13 total rushes, and nine of those were in two drives. They didn't. They didn't attempt to. They attempted one rush in the last 20 minutes of the game. Last 20 minutes. That's insane. They didn't have the ball at all. 128 out of 130 in rushing. That's bad. That's 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 bad. 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 Real bad. Bad. Uh, Real bad. Max Johnson, Keyshawn Boutte have been good, but got Derek Stingley out, likely out for the year. I don't know what's happened to this guy. I do. Okay. Well, we can talk about it later. Yeah, let's talk uh, about it. LSU, kind of a mess. They're three and six against the spread in the last nine against Kentucky, one and five against the spread in their last six on the road against Kentucky. Kentucky, yeah, but that's like way, it goes yeah, way back. That goes back to like the forties, probably. Yeah, uh, Kentucky. <laughs> you don't remember Jim Bob Cooter? <laughs> Jim Bob Cooter's a real dude, a real person. Yeah, that guy's real life. He's alive now. He's like forty-three. <laughs> uh, Kentucky four four and one against the spread in their last five. Uh, but this just seems like the easiest pick in the world. But 
I'm going to do a wise Kentucky to win and cover 30 to 21. Vegas always knows. Vegas always knows. I got LSU. What? I got LSU. Think they're going to get off the mat? Dude, like picking up out the mud, dude. We're talking about picking up out the mud right now. Here's why. Here's why. why. This, because Ed Orgeron is going to fuck this up for all of those boosters. Like, and you know, you know, it will. Okay. Yeah. We got a nice little fishing pole. For you, Tyler, doubting us. Um, Coach O is gonna he's he's maddening. Okay. He he is who is LSU's like less miles of the mad hatter. I mean, Coach O is just maddening. I think I think they're gonna come out here. I think the last time they played was 2014. Kind of similar situation. Kinda. Kentucky wasn't that good, but LSU won like 41 to 3. Unless he has lost total control of that fucking locker room, which is a very good possibility. Got to watch the yeah. efforts now. We really got to watch the efforts now. Um, unless he has lost total control of the of the locker room, which, like, like I said, very big possibility. I think they go up there and I think they get a win, and I think it fucking kills the boosters. I think the boosters are going to be so mad about winning this game. It's like, oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Glad you did. Glad you did. It's like when remember when uh, Billy Madison's about to hook up with Veronica Vaughn. And then, of course, Carl comes in to give him like a heads up. Good to see you, Carl. Good to see you. (laughs) That's what's going to happen. It's like, oh, Coach O, fantastic win. Really happy for you. And then they're just like looking at the rest of the schedule, like, how the fuck are we going to get three more losses if this guy's fired? Um, I I think that they win. And, And here's why I think it's, I've said this before, I think it's tough to get up emotionally for back-to-back weeks. And I have doubted Kentucky too much. I mean, admittedly too much. Love that fan base. Connor's having a blast up there. It looks awesome. The facilities look great. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm like, I'm, I think, and Connor's not been really bad luck for any teams besides mine. I'll say it. Um, I, th- I think. What about that, Mississippi State a couple years ago? Yeah, but he also picked Kentucky to be good that year, I think. I don't know. But yeah, you're right. I mean, but I just I think like, I mean Connor. Connor is not, he, there's no Connor jinx. I, I think that like right. I'm the jinx. You are the jinx. You are definitely Kentucky fans are probably pissed that I just picked them. Probably so. And, and, but see, here's the thing though. I, and and like I just I think that it's hard to get up back to back weeks. And when you talk about what Kentucky did, having a, I mean, your first home win against Florida since t- 1986, and you look at the stat sheet, and I understand that they won that game and they deserve to win that game. And they, they have outplayed Florida so many times over the past couple of years. It's hard for me to understand how they won that game. Look at those numbers, just to be yeah. honest. Um, anyway, next game. I got LSU. All right. Um, let's talk about Bama and M because we like when we did our preview pods, this off season, this was going to be the biggest game in the SEC this year. And now Texas A&M is trying to avoid their third straight loss. Um, their offensive issues have definitely caught up with them. Um, Zach Calzada just, he's just, I mean, he's just not that good, man. Threw for 135 yards last week against Mississippi State. They're out of the, the top 25. Um, you ever been in a fantasy football? Wait, A&M's out of the top 25? Yeah. Oh. I did not know that. <laughs> the Bama's streak of beating unranked teams is on the line here. That'd be funny. I mean, it wouldn't be. I'd, I'd be very upset. But um, <laughs> this being the eight o'clock game, yeah, 
They got to be pissed That's about that. So damn dumb. Yeah. Why don't you make the eight o'clock game Florida, Georgia? Like everybody can see that shit coming. I don't get it. Like, I just, this is like, you ever play in a, in a fantasy football league where it's like a, like a auction draft. And like the first player that goes up is like Saquon or like Noob Hopkins or like, I don't know, Julio. And everyone's like, like we explained one, it was a $200 limit, right? That was your, that was your, your budget. Mm-hmm. And we, we would play and had to like watch people like the first three and I'm bad at budgeting. You guys know that in real life. And so it's $85 on Christian McCaffrey. I spent $105 on, on C-Mac. And it's like, <laughs> what are we doing here? Like that's, that's you know, we're, we're filling out 20 man rosters, right? <laughs> right? You know, it's a snake league, dude. We got a long way to go. <laughs> Um, I, I just, I don't, yeah, I, 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 this is hilarious. It, maybe, it'll, maybe it'll be fun. I mean, I think, I think what ends up happening is like, it could be a trap game early for Bama getting up after like after that game last week. But I also think they're way too talented for this. I mean, this defense will smell blood in the water early and Jimbo better come out with some fucking trick plays, man, because otherwise it's going to be an absolute bloodbath in college station. And I mean, every, I mean that in every sense of the word. I mean, he, he is yeah. like, if they don't, if they don't do a flea flicker, Reverse passes. Like it better look like Gus Malzahn and Cocho, not Cocho, Gus Malzahn and, and Gene Chizik from that 2009, 2013 series against Bama. Like you better, ha- you better pull out all the fucking stops. You better have an onside kick prepared because otherwise that defense will pin their ears back. There's no one in the country that's going to go to block 3 1 at all. And, and they will, they will, it'll be a miserable night in College Station. They, so, if you take out New Mexico and Kent State, who are two of the worst teams in the country, they've scored 42 points this season in total. In how many games? In three. So 14 points a game? That's pathetic. <laughs> that's not yeah, it's not a recipe for success. Who have they played? Uh, about unless that? you're playing Colorado. Georgia. Who else? Uh, Arkansas. And, and Mississippi State. Mississippi State. I mean, Arkansas has got a good defense. That's sad. That's, that's yeah, bad. yeah. So I mean, um, here's the only thing I'll say, and and they've they've dropped their last four home games versus Alabama by an average of 13 points. They're one and eight straight up, and their last nine is a home underdog. I don't think there's much of a case for them to win this game. Here's no. what I'll say, and I certainly remember this when he was the coach of Florida State, and but I was reminded of it when I was listening to another podcast today. Jimbo, back in the day when we knew we were outmanned, he would play the game to not get blown out. Not to win, but to just slow the game down and not get blown out. I think if they get blown out in this game at home after coming off of two losses before, Uh you think they were mad Monday this past week. What are they saying? They already, he he just signed an extension. Oh, Oh, it's so good. Are you the one writing it though, Tyler? <laughs> Be honest. <laughs> no, no, no I, but I, I, I went to the Texas A&M message board just to find myself a little chuckle on a Monday. And uh, <laughs> so petty. it was just so, I mean, this one, this guy just started a thread. He was like, we talking about this QB guru. All right, who have we had at A&M under Fisher? In fact, he lucked into Jameis Winston of Florida State. Who'd they have a quarterback outside of him? Sean McGuire? Nope. JJ Costantino, no. Who is that? That guy's a kicker or a center for the Steelers. <laughs> uh, but no, they're getting mad over there. And if they get blown out at home by Bama, which I think Jimbo will play the game to not get blown out, which is why I probably wouldn't bet this game. But if I had to, I'd take Bama because I can't I can't trust AM to score any points. And I can and I can always trust Bama to score points, at least That's these fair. days. So I don't know. What's your pick? I got Bama and I got Bama big. I, I just yeah. like this, I saw 16 and a half and I was like, 
<laughs> maybe that means I'm wrong. I don't know. Cause I haven't been right much this year. It seems like, um, uh, except for with my heart. Um, no, that's a big no too. But yeah, I, I think that, I think that they will wrong. probably the biggest wrong. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you to go to the comedy show last night, man. I killed it. They, they just, uh, yeah. I wanted to go to that. Damn. That sucks. They introduced me on stage real quick. They said, this guy's recently single. Uh, and he also recently peaked. So ladies, if you're looking for somebody on the downslope, this is your guy. And I was like, wow, I'm, I've been on ESPN. Could have fucking said that. Um, anyway, so uh, I think, I think, um, I think, I just think Bama goes in there. I think you're going to see a sluggish start. It'll be similar to the 20, I think it's 2017 game where you go in there. It's kind of a slow start. They don't look like they're that dominant, but it, after a while they get things going. I mean, now here's one thing that's going to be interesting. Bama has rotated backs consistently ever since Saban's been there. You don't really have that luxury right now. I mean, you can put in Trey Sanders. I'm sure you have to pull a redshirt off somebody. But, I mean, you've got, like, former five-star, like, Wheaton. What was his name? Samar Wheaton? Kamar? Kamar. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's hurt. McClellan's hurt. He's been your backup the whole time. Brian Robinson coming off a 36-carry game. McClellan, is McClellan out for the year? I don't know because I don't do a good enough job at doing my job. Um, I think – I just – I mean, like, I haven't looked it up. I, I, I don't know. He, he, I said – I think said last week he was out for several weeks. Um, so I, I, you're not going to see him tote the rock that long. So this might be a game where they try to try to get like, try to win through the air. But I tell you what, man, and Cole Kubik brought up this before the start of the year, they were going to have to rely on their, their tight ends. They've done a really good job at, at, at winning games and, and, and getting people open with one nine and, and 81. So I've, I've enjoyed watching it. Yeah. It must be fun. Do I sound cool when I say one nine and 81 or I should like should yeah. I say the last names like, no, no. Does it make me sound like I'm like a, a football a guy? Coach, yeah. Yeah. 19's having a hell of a year, bro. Got three of the ball. All game long, three. All game long. You know, you got your freshman running back out here, your senior high school running back. He's got a thousand yards in his career this past Saturday against South. And we don't do enough about we don't say enough about him. He's 5'7, 165 pounds. Go ahead. Let's go to the next game. I got four on the nine route. I got 81 <laughs> over here running the snag. Um, Look at the tree, son. Look at the tree. <laughs> That's your route. All right, last game here, number two, UGA. That's the last Auburn. game? We're almost done? We are almost done. Fucking killing hey, it. Hey, time flies when you're having fun, Chris. Time flies when you're fucking depressed. Am I all right? 3.30, CBS, <laughs> Auburn. <laughs> home dog, 15 and a half points, over under 46 and a half. It went down? This is the Deep South's oldest rivalry. Don't make fun of it. I'll punch you, th- I'll punch you in the mouth. I love this game. It's been a one-sided affair in recent years. Georgia has defeated Auburn in the last four meetings. 12 of the last 15. 13 of the past 16. I'll tell you what, it'd be 14 of 16 and, and, and 13 of 15 if Nick Fairley didn't kick somebody in the, in the chest in 2010, but I'm over it. It's fine. It happened 11 years ago. Uh, Georgia coming off consecutive shutouts of Vanderbilt and then number eight, Arkansas. First time that they have, I, I, I gave this stat in the last pod, first time they've shut out consecutive conference opponents since they won the title in 1980. Uh, Auburn obviously coming off a huge victory in Death Valley at night. Bo Nix just went crazy, making crazy plays. Don't see that happening against this Georgia defense. Um, I struggle to see how Auburn is going to get things going on offense. Again, trick plays. That's all. I mean, that's all you can do. Like, and that's not like I'm not. I'm not even trying to slight Auburn here. Georgia's defense is so good. 
It is. So, and here's the thing too. I brought this up. I've, I've talked about that 2011 Bama defense. If Georgia does this for a full season, I'd be shocked just because of the nature of what they're doing right now is fucking ridiculous. But I also, at the same time, it's like, you know, that 2011 Bama team, you knew the starters. Georgia is deep. I mean, just deep at, on defense. I mean, just everywhere, everywhere, man. Um, and barring injuries, it's like, you, I would hate to see, cause it's like I said last week, you're starting to see this team develop a personality. And that's, that's been the fun part for me is to watch like the fans, you know, somebody brought this up this week. Like I, I told you last week, it was 110 decibels on the Dewey decimal system, um, for loudness. Okay. When they do mm-hmm. the applause meter, like at the max, when they did like the dance off, yeah. um, deep cut for my say by the bell fans out there. Uh, it, it was oh, before you before you go on, um, I, made it, a, I made the save the bell re- uh, saved by the bell reference at work the other day, and all the uh, young Gen Z kids were like, "What's that? Are you fucking kidding me?" It made me this really. Kirk? Am I gonna find Kirk? Was it was Kurt? <laughs> Kurt is his name, and uh, uh, no, it wasn't him. But it was. Is he, Kurt he, still he, there? He is. I like Kurt. Good dude. Does he listen? Um, I don't think he does. But hey, shout out to my other coworker Billy. Billy's a big Bama fan, and he loves the podcast. Hey, Billy. Hey, Mike. Yeah, I got a couple shout-outs I need to Hey, get Mike, to just uh, dusting off the old drag and see if she's... <laughs> Dude, no one in this neighborhood gets that reference. No? Okay, guys. It's one, it's one of my favorite lines the, from the movie. The ADD is kicked in. Yeah, and you know, like, okay, you guys remember in old school where... So in, <laughs> see if I can give the school, red dragon some more juice. It just took the restrictor plate off. Just <laughs> yeah. the, why don't you keep that between me and you? She's not exactly street legal. So when Will Ferrell is out working on his car, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Georgia fans, we're going to get back to how great you are. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but when the, like in the movie old school, when he's like working on his car, Will Ferrell's working on his car and his wife comes out when they're still married. She's like, Hey, brought you some lemonade. He's like, no, thanks, babe. Got a fresh beer. And he comes out of the car and he, he looks off, off camera and you can tell it's all ad lib, right? He goes, Hey, yeah. Mike. And he gives this wave. I've done that like no less than a fucking hundred times. That's how times. I wave to my neighbors. All the time. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. I do, I've said it like a hundred times in this neighborhood I live in now. And not a single person thinks it's funny. Probably because I'm living in my friend's basement in their neighborhood. But still, um, it, is, it is such a good line. All right. Let's get back to the game. Uh, <laughs> such a good line. Honey, it's water under the bridge. Honey. Honey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm going to ask out a, ah, we'll talk about it later. Okay. I, was, I, I think I was going to use the whole line about like, we'll get a whole meal of food, some frozen yogurt, or even a whole meal of food. You probably wouldn't get it though. Anyway. All right. This team, this defense is super deep. And I think that like you would almost have cause for concern because Stetson Bennett is starting, but we watched yeah, so him, is that official? him up last year. Is Stetson officially starting? He's officially starting okay. according to ESPN, but he lit them up last year. And I just think like they're at home. But this is the game we saw. I mean, this is the game two years ago that Gus Malzahn, in my opinion, kind of cemented his fate because you decided to go up against that defense, which is a very good defense. I think ranked number one in the country with a, what happens? Your fucking fantasy team? Tyler Higby out with injury. I don't care. End. All right. We're, All right. The, we're talking college football here. Um, but like, we, that's a freshman quarterback that we saw was not very good at passing. And he attempted 50 passes in that game. And you could say they only lost by seven, but it was like, yeah, they scored a late touchdown, like whatever. George is going to come into this game. I like I, you would you would say, I've made the excuse for everyone else where I'm like, you know, um, oh, man, uh, I think like, you know, I think the argument for everyone else where it's like, you know, how excuse me, how do you um, get it back up for like another 60 minutes? 
after the week before and you talk about how you played a ranked team, a top 10 team at home. What I was talking about was the, the decibel system or decibel level, the Dewey decibel system at Penn state was like one Oh six for the whiteout at night, 8 PM under the lights. Georgia hit 112 last week at noon for Arkansas. Wow. 112. I think that this team's not going to be phased going into Auburn. Um, they haven't been any of the last several times they've played them. Uh, I just don't, I don't know how you, I just don't know how you move the ball with consistency on this defense. I, I, anybody, the chiefs, like for real, like I, I just, I, how do you move the ball with consistency on this defense? The only, like I would say just, it's kind of like over the years, over the last five years, if, if you just bet Bama first half, you mm-hmm. always win the bet. I could feel comfortable doing team total bets against yeah. Georgia except for the fact like you know it's not the offense right like you get a pick six or like a special teams return or something um otherwise i'd be betting team total unders all the time against georgia i just think they they're like bigsby's not gonna be able to get going in this game unless it's some wild broken play like bo nix was pulling off last week i just don't see how auburn scores a ton of points and on the other side i mean look i don't know what's wrong with jt daniels he seems like he's always injured um He's got the number four QBR in the country. Like, if they have him, I think they're they're the prohibitive favorite to win the championship. They still might be right up there with Bama, but I don't think you can beat Bama with Stetson Bennett. And so, Bama, I I will, I'll give you a hot take. Um, you'll see at least one running back or a receiver pass from Georgia. No, idiot. No, Auburn. <laughs> Fine. You dumb moron. Um, I, I've got Georgia. I've got Georgia big. I don't think Auburn scores. You could, you could, if there was an alternate line for, for Auburn's team total under 10 and a half, I would hammer that. If it was under seven and a half, I'd hammer that as well. I just, I don't see who scores on this team, man. So I can't wait for Auburn to lose 28 31. Should be a blast. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got Georgia covering the spread. Um, if the only, maybe if it was a night game and, you know, something, Special always happens at Jordan Hur, you know. God, don't start. Uh, but no, I got Georgia winning big, and we are an Auburn podcast. All right, I'll just say so. If we if they come out there and they win against them boys, you you know me. I've been a lifelong Auburn fan. I will, I will rub it in your face. Maybe we could have a whole meal of food if that would be agreeable. <laughs> All right. Hey, it's so, Frank Ricard. Um, <laughs> just in the neighborhood. <laughs> Oh my God! Hey, so when you guys game. when you guys call us this weekend on the Google Voice, <laughs> yeah, um, on that Google machine, you know how to find us on the machine, right? You know what we should do. You know what we should do. We should. And I, I, listen, we're not trying to we're not trying to jump back in anything, but we should have somebody give me dating advice on Saturday when they're good and drunk. Call us 424-430-0045. Leave us a message. Let us know. For some reason, we have eight voicemails already. And I it's, right now, it's yeah, that one, yeah. you know it's that one guy calling from the <laughs> fucking Planet Fitness again. I, I mean, like, and like honestly, you know, now that I'm happy again, I'm not even that mad. I'm not, I mean, it's still kind of fucked up. Oregon State is somehow in first place in the Pac-12, which is blowing my mind. But you know, good for that guy. Um, so give us a call. Um, give us hey, your best old pills? school quote. Midweek. 
give us your best <laughs> give us your best uh voicemail or old school quote on the voicemail yeah and um let us know we had some great voicemails last week i i may call in this week and and, and give a voicemail myself we'll see that sounds like a happy guy to you frank 424-430-0045 with that chris enjoy the weekend's games we'll catch yeah, up maybe on we sunday talk to the games this week maybe we, maybe we become friends again i'd like that okay all right love you guys we'll talk to you soon